Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and I am the host of Gratitude Unfiltered Remix. So blessed to have you here. We are live right now on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, and you guys are in for a treat. This is a pretty cool. Uh, I'm really excited about this interview coming up. Uh, but just to let you know, this format that we're doing with the show is changing. So after I do this intro, I have a, a song, a video that I'm going to play. And then um, after that, we'll get into the interview. And then after we're done, uh, we'll have like 30, 45 minutes of music. So for your enjoyment. So if you're with, listening on the podcast or radio, um, ideal time to set your phone down and just listen and have fun with the music um, and, and enjoy the interview. If you are, <laughs> if you are not driving, uh, you can watch. We have uh, some fun visuals that are going to go along with the music later. Uh, but you guys are going to enjoy this. Our guest, Alan Shelley, is exploring all over all over America uh, to raise awareness for something. I'll let him put in his own words. But we were introduced by a friend of the show, a friend of my personal life, um, an amazing family. And I had the opportunity to speak with him. And I'm just inspired by what, by what he's doing. Because, frankly, who would sign up to do this? I, I sure as heck wouldn't. So you guys are in for a treat. It's going to be a lot of fun. So with that said, here's the music. We'll be right back. Oh, if you're watching on social media, tag a friend, share. Thank you for being here. God bless you guys.
What's up? So I'm back, and I completely lost one computer. And <laughs> talk about improvising. Uh, this is not exactly how this was supposed to go down, but uh, nonetheless, you got to love technical difficulties in the time that we live in. So I'm just going to roll with it and just go. It is what it is, even though it frustrates the heck out of me because I'm a perfectionist. Uh, wake up, camera. <laughs> Are you there? Okay, good. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm really, really honored uh, to introduce Mr. Alan Shelley to the show. He's got quite the story, and uh, I think you're going to be inspired. But first, Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to broadcast technical difficulties and all. Uh, being fully, fully reliant on technology sometimes is not always the best strategy. 
But nonetheless, Lord, I just ask that you bless this broadcast and bless the people that are watching or listening. And of course, keep Alan safe on his journey and uh, just uh, use this broadcast to bring awareness and uh, and also not just bring awareness, but bring the supplies and everything that Alan needs for his journey and what you've set him out to do. We love you, Lord, and we thank you so much uh, again for the opportunity to broadcast and just be in your presence and get to live for you. We love you in Jesus' name. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Alan Shelley. What's up, brother? Amen. Hi, Joshua. Hey, I got How you doing, man? I got to get you a T-shirt uh, that we had made up for a bike trip across country a couple of years ago, and it said "Adapt, Improvise, and Overcome." <laughs> so when the computers are down and everything, you just have to go. Okay, <laughs> duck eight <age> time. <laughs> I almost, I almost just lost it. I, 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 I had a literally. I changed cameras. Microphone went out. The volume on my other computer, where because I like to stand up when I broadcast, yeah, and all that just went south. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, nonetheless, Al and I am blessed that we are finally getting the opportunity to do this. Uh, we've been talking about it for three weeks now, and um, it's about time, Dad Gummit, we got to do it. So, Alan, what are you grateful for today, my man? Oh my gosh! Well, Joshua, I appreciate you even. Uh reaching out to me again and again and again, and uh, being on the road like this, I'm not always by Wi-Fi. So uh, I'm grateful that we have the time, uh, we have the technology, uh, you know, <laughs> we have the Wi-Fi, uh, that, that uh, we're sitting here talking somehow from Minneapolis to I'm somewhere north of St. Louis. <laughs> and Gosh, it works. you're in St. Louis now? Every time I talk to you, it's like you're on some other end of the universe. What the heck? I walked 33 miles yesterday. I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so it's How it's long perfect. did that take? I started at 545, uh, and I took two breaks, one about 30 minutes and another one about 15 minutes, and I got in at 8, 8 o'clock. It was, and I got stopped by a police officer 200 yards from this little motel, <laughs> and he goes, hey, man. Just got a call about you walking through a neighborhood. And I said, okay, I hope that's still legal. And he goes, yeah, they were just wondering what you were doing. You have a backpack and everything. So I was like, yeah, just trying to get to my room. So it was an interesting day for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So tell everybody that doesn't know, because, I mean, more and more people are finding out about what you're doing, yeah. which is pretty cool. But... For the people that don't know, why the heck are you walking all over uh, America right now? It's a great question. Uh, so in 2019, 2020, my sons and I have twin boys. We rode bicycles cross country. Uh, had a blast. Had a blast. Uh, about 9,000 miles, a couple different routes. One kind of ended up down south. One ended up going up towards the uh, northeast. And... Then this year, they're going in the military, and I was like, okay, after doing that little adrenaline rush, you know, I can't just take the trailer out to a lake, you know, and sit there. And so I started thinking about, I've actually done three bike trips. Uh, once when I got, first got out of the Marine Corps, I did it. And then uh, uh, I thought, well, it doesn't have a whole lot to prove on a bicycle. And I thought maybe walking. And then I started thinking north-south instead of east-west. And I thought Mississippi River. 
And I like people better than animals, honestly. I mean, I love animals. Don't get me wrong. Don't hate me. I got four dogs, but I'm the opposite. <laughs> but I love talking to people and and stuff, and and so I thought, okay, Mississippi River, big artery. I'll do that. And uh, so I ended up in International Falls, Minnesota. My kids kicked me out of the car, and I've been walking ever since. Wow! And the purpose of the walk is why. You know, it's a great question, Joshua. I originally just, I like adventure and some challenges and stuff. And I like being out with people. The country's amazing. The American people are incredible. We hear all the negative over and over and over. And there is some whatever. But the the people in the country, they're just hardworking, good people, bend over backwards, uh, want to be left alone, recreate with their families, you know, save a little money, spend a little money, you know, go to church, do whatever they do. And and I feel like some of the things I don't recognize about our country anymore. And I kind of wanted to get out and maybe reassure myself that, you know, it's a whole lot better than good than bad. Uh, we agree on a whole lot more than we disagree on. And the disagreement's good. I mean, who would like you and me being exactly the same? And so I love that part about people. And I love that we really, in our heart of hearts, we're a lot alike. And uh, I think we're divided, you can argue, by who knows, the media, politicians, ourselves, whatever. But anyway, so I started thinking about doing the walk. And then uh, when I got going, people started trying to hand me money. And at first I thought they thought I was homeless, <laughs> which I kind of am. And um, and uh, on this trip anyway, and then I, uh, you know, started thinking, well, if people are going to give me money, then I need to have a focus of what to give that money away to. And uh, my wife passed away uh, five and a half years ago and her best friend called me and said, hey, why don't you do something for kids that have lost a parent or parents? And as God would work things out, I go through a little town two days later and I'm sitting in this little restaurant bar Iron Corral, cool little place somewhere up in Minnesota. I can't remember the town now, Wadena or something. And there had been a house fire two days before. I'm talking to the fireman that he didn't even, he was so professional, he didn't even tell me about it. And the parents died in the fire. And the kids, there's got three kids. Oh, so the, their best friends have the kids. And the firefighter's wife messaged me. Um, off my website and stuff and told me about it. So I put a link on my website to the bank uh, that uh, the family uh, uh, banked at, and you can send money right there. Since I'm not a charity technically, um, you know, I can put a link on there. It goes right to 100%. I mean, they got to buy them school supplies or whatever they need. And so that's how it started. And then now I'm just kind of trying to identify needs locally as uh, – as I go and um, somebody else has something, maybe your listeners, you know, I, I tried to focus on parents, you know, that have been lost and the kids are without a parent, but you know, I'm open to anything, you know, to help. So kind of fun. So you're just kind of allowing the spirit to lead you and you find the right cause to, to, to jump on. You're going to do it. You bet. Are you and now? How are you updating your website along with your travels? Because I would imagine you're just traveling with some socks and underwear and a couple <laughs> of things of clothes, but not a laptop and all that stuff, right? Four days of clothes, which 
Uh, I don't own long pants, so I'm hoping the weather holds out going south. But uh, yeah, that's it exactly. I put it on Facebook because I can do it on my phone. And there's a great, a great young man named Peter back in California, uh, Kids Whiz, and he just takes whatever I send him, puts it on the website, and um, and so we have both things going on. But the website's about a week behind the stuff on Facebook. So I think that's super neat. I. It, I find that those moments where you set out for a journey, which is really, of course, as I say this, it kind of is just, I think, is, is life in general. But when we follow the Spirit's prompting to take that leap of faith, we never know what we're walking into, especially when it's a true, legitimate, like you feel a pull, like this is what you're supposed to do. And our obedience usually leads to some of the greatest surprises ever from God outside of being able to give some money to different, you know, people in need, what experience or what, what surprise have you seen that you believe is from God <laughs> so far along your journey? It's a great question. I, I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, I, it would scare the heck out of me to not, be able to trust God, especially in this way, because, you know, um, if it rains, you get in your car. If, if the hotel's booked, you drive a little further. If there's nothing to eat, you go 10 miles. I, I can't do that. Yeah. And so a perfect example, last night, I'm walking on a fairly busy road. Anybody that comes out of St. Louis going north there's, is on the 61. And I there aren't roads along the Mississippi in this area. So, you know, this Mississippi is complicated. There's backwaters, bayous, swamps, two <laughs> rivers, forks, bridges. It's complicated. It's not just a, you know, north-south. It goes east-west. And so you get away from the river. You just have to, necessity. And I'm walking down a four-lane highway, the busiest one in the area. And, you know, I, I, trucks, cars, and they're great. People are great to me. But... I was getting close. I was like 26 miles out and there is no place for me to stay, which is cool. I can stay off the side road. I couldn't even find a spot to stay off the side road. It's kind of wild vegetation, no place to really sleep. So I said, I'm just going to keep going, but I got to get off this freeway before it gets dark. And I said, Lord, I put my three fingers up because I know that's about one hour from the horizon to the sun. And I said, I got one hour and five minutes basically to get off this road. Because you can imagine walking, seeing headlights coming at you. They can't see you. I can't see anything. And I said, Lord, just get me to an off-ramp. There hadn't been an off-ramp in 20, 20 miles. Uh, and, and what happens in 45 minutes? An off-ramp. And I get off the off-ramp, and I walk through town, basically, the last five or six miles. And um, that was it. It was like, Lord, just takes care of me. And I, I filmed the sun, and it's halfway down on the horizon. And I'm walking up off the off ramp. Come on, man. You know, it, I, I can't explain it. Only you can say it's God. And, and, and it, it's almost daily from, from picking a flower and looking at the backside of it and going, wow, the backside's better than the front side. Who knew? You know, so, so it's every day. Yeah, who would have known? I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. Why would God put the, the best side under it? Who knows? You know, but you got to pick the flower and really look at it and turn it over and say, holy cow. Now, it's not as beautiful, maybe, but the design, 
the the under part of it is so spectacular it stuns you you know so i th i think in slowing down walking i think it um how would you say it it lets you see things that you wouldn't see in a car or a, any other mode of transportation you know so it's, yeah. it's the and journey see it for longer too way longer and you would stop and meet <laughs> more people because in the car you just you know who cares turn up the radio i'm good you know so that's i guess that's the long answer to all that yeah so it, my first thoughts are thinking about being out and walking yeah now I can go walk around my neighborhood, go walk around the lake. I can do all any of those things. And I it gives me time to think. Yeah. Sometimes that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so because I I mean I get a lot of crazy thoughts in my head sometimes. And uh and I and as great as that is, I, I would think my first thought was, and I was picturing myself doing what you're doing was how would the enemy try to screw with my head? Oh, what has the and what has that been like? Because I do feel like you're doing this because you're led to do it, and that God's going to do something with it that's bigger than what you even know. Yeah. And 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 yet at the same time, when you do things like that, that's also when you can expect the enemy to show up too. Without a doubt. What kind of noise has <laughs> has he been throwing at you? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. You kind of take it as like a badge kind of when you get it. I mean, even today, I have care homes for elderly back in California. And one of my residents passed away at six o'clock in the morning today. Uh, That's not unusual. You know, the different things that go on. I've had two pass away actually in the last four weeks. Uh, nothing to do with COVID or anything. It was, one was 102 years old. I mean, what a great life. But wow. But you're walking down the road trying to talk to people about it and, you know, or talk to a family and convey that, you know, how much you appreciate them trusting us to take care of it. And trucks are going, you know, people are going, where are you? What are you doing? And I say, my mom's taking a walk. And they're like, where are you on the five freeway? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I was, I was talking to a lady. This is great. She calls me up. She says, I heard about you guys. I want to put my mom there. And she's asking a million questions. And she said, that's the weirdest sound. And I'm walking across. I think they said it was the last metal steel bridge on the Mississippi. And it's all metal. You can see right through to the river down below. And Ooh. cars are going by. And it's it was made with no walking traffic in mind. I, I guess they figured you're going to swim across. And so every time a car comes, super nice, but if they couldn't move over because there's two of them, I had to step up on this like platform that's part of the bridge with a backpack. You know, you're like, uh, hang, hang on, don't run me over. And so I said, well, I don't know this lady. And I said, well, can you FaceTime me? And she goes, I don't look too good. And I said, neither do I. So she FaceTimes me and I hold my, my phone out and I said, you are in the middle of the Mississippi River in... I think I was in Iowa somewhere <laughs> and she goes, what the heck are you doing? And, you know, but we're having a normal conversation about, oh, my dad needs this. And, you know, yeah. it's, so it's 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 fun. But, yeah, you you get every day, you know, from the, sometimes you meet people, sometimes you're fatigued. And, it, and it, you know, it is 98 percent mental, I think it's not the physical uh 
challenge as much as you think it is. It's really mental. So, yeah. What have you learned about yourself on mm. this journey? I'm a badass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, somebody that, told me that a while back, and it made you me should laugh. never apologize for that ever. <laughs> well, I think God would agree. But go ahead. <laughs> you know what? It's uh, I, you learn a lot, and, and you know what? Like you said, you're in your own head all day long, and I, I mean, I'm no pioneer. You know, I I have. I have a phone, I have navigation, I mean, you know, come on. I stay in a motel as often as I can. I like a bed and showers, but you know, Minnesota, I camped probably 50% of the time just off the, off the road because there wasn't anything. And that's beautiful too. I mean, you know. It's, it's pretty here. Yeah, it's spectacular. So you, you, you kind of figure yourself out a little bit. You, you kind of laugh at yourself. You do some things and you say, man, but you do, get stronger and you get more confident and you know i'm a one-man band you know i'm my own security force i'm my own navigator i've got to decide what i'm going to do you know uh, yesterday i was walking through is it yesterday <laughs> one day seems like a week i walked out <laughs> to little city hall and i walked in and i i just talked to a lady behind the desk and i said hey here's what i'm doing take a picture of my website and if you think of anybody in town that you know, needs help. You know, I got 800 bucks in my backpack just from people handing me money and I'm waiting, you know, I, I don't, I don't want the guy with the God bless you and the, and he's, and he's talking on his iPhone. You know, I, I want people that, you know, have a legit need and I know God will figure it out for me, but you know, it's only a few bucks, but you know, I'm going to give that away. And then the rest of hopefully on the website, people like, you know, yourself that have, you know, a bunch of followers. I, I think I have 13 followers. So, you know, this, this definitely helps get the, the word out there for me. And I appreciate that a lot. Uh, I, I think it's neat because it's, you know, we're all given assignments and mm. mind you, this is not your last assignment. It's not your first one. It's not yeah. your last one. Um, <laughs> but we're all given these, these assignments, these things to do these, these tests of faith. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I, I, I find it inspiring when anyone, regardless of what it is, if it's shaving their head because they've had long hair, if it's uh, walking all over the country, whatever it may be, the people, obedience is inspiring to me because I know it's not always easy because I know about the noises in your head. I know about the doubt. I know about, you know, you talk about followers, um, which I, to this day, hate that word. <laughs> um, and that's if we're talking about being a follower of Jesus. Um, I'm not worthy of being followed. You know, it's always been my belief, like, why the heck are we calling it this? But anyway, I do feel that, you know, that it, it, it it's inspiring to see people uh, step into obedience because I do know from my own personal experience, like, you know, you, you, we get excited about people and their success of winning awards or, you know, getting recognition somehow. I love seeing when people take the step of faith, step in obedience, and then they get to see what God does with it. That is like, it's, it's like getting to win the lottery multiple times in your life because the tests that come at you are challenging. It's easy to give up. It's easy to quit. 
you have every justifiable reason in the world that you can see with your face to quit, to give up, to say, ah, this isn't for me. But you feel this in your spirit that you can't see, but you're going to go do it anyway. <laughs> and then then that, and then what that does is I think that breeds even more, a, a bigger desire to be obedient mm-hmm. and bigger acts of faith. And I believe that is the recipe to changing the world or creating a world that you want to see, that you want to mm-hmm. live in, that you want your kids to grow up in. Right now, where we're heading doesn't really look like that. So let me ask you, in your journey, <clears throat> uh, your, your, this journey and all of the time to think and all of the different types of people that you've met, you can't drive out of bad neighborhoods. You got to walk through them. You're seeing every type of belief system there is. What, for you, what has been your biggest takeaway from the people that you've met with the variety that you've been presented with? What has been the biggest takeaway experience for you? Wow. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I, I think two things I keep banging around in my head. And uh, one is about what you just said there and, and uh, about, about people. And I think what happens influence-wise, when you do anything, good or bad, you know, you have influence. And it's more than you think because people don't necessarily address it with you. Uh, you might hear about it later or it goes out exponentially to because someone is inspired by your music or you know your your interview and they they change they act differently they maybe they're kinder more forgiving lose a little bit of that edge and that bumps into other things out there i mean we're all connected and i think you you know you think you're not making a difference so you go wow i totally missed it with that and then you find out holy cow i mean that did that and it went out to like so many people. And, you know, it, I, on, on the back of my shirt, I don't know if you can see this, but there's, there's a, a Philippians 14, five. And I don't know if you could see that or not. And people have, have come up in restaurants. I forget it's there because I have a backpack on most of the time I take it off. And people yeah. will come up and say, I love your shirt, man. I love what that stands for. That made my day. I was sitting here feeling crappy and couldn't do anything. And now I'm going to go. And you're like, wow, that's that's power of God's word, his word. Not that you're saying, hey, you can do it. God says uh-uh. his exact words. That's the power in them. And, and uh, I was listening to a preacher walk in the other day and he was saying, you know, you have to memorize scripture because he goes, it's God's word is powerful. And it's not that you say, hey, the Bible says in your interpretation. He goes, don't do that. And the exact words. So I think you reach a lot more people than you think, especially if you captive, uh, captivate someone's imagination, you know, and everybody can do it. Every single person can do it. So that's the one thing. And then the other one, I think, is that I believe we're, we're a lot of a lot alike. We're, we're way more alike than we're than we're not. And we're told all the time how divided we are. Mm-hmm. and We hate each other. Nah, not buying it. It's manufactured to right? a large degree, I think. You bet. And we're in and, and now the the people that 
holy crap, today, or no, last night, I saw and I thought it was fake. I didn't think it was real, but, you know, I've, I've said some pretty bold things about Black Lives Matter, for instance, and uh, who funds the organization and so on. But in a complete script <laughs> rewrite or whatever, however you want to explain it, now they're fighting back against the mandatory vaccines. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would see that. And at the core of it, we've been led to believe and been trained to believe that we have all of these differences. And but and we almost get more focused on our differences to the point that we've completely lost sight about what actually makes us human and what makes us special and what makes us alike. And and we've gotten confused because now it's this is not even a Republican Democrat thing for those watching in America where we have this ridiculous two-party system that is constantly at war pulling each other. And I've always believed, like, what if the things that we hate about each party is legitimate and the things that we like about each party is legitimate? Like, what if they're just throwing out the highlight reels for us? So that's all we can focus on, but we're not seeing the rest of it, the substance that really, really matters and how it impacts us. And But I believe that for the way that COVID was meant to divide us, and I'm not going to go into a rant about what COVID is and the vaccines and all of that, but I do believe that it's going to trigger some type of awakening in people, that it's going to make them start asking questions that they've never asked before that are worthy of being asked. And once you start asking those questions, eventually they're going to get their answer. And when they get the answers, I believe it's going to uh, inspire them to ask even more questions. And those questions eventually will lead to truth. I believe when people wake up and start asking questions, little by little, we are going to come back together as a human, as a human race. I do believe, I do believe that there's a big myth about how divided we are. I believe it's manufactured in the media. However, the people that actually watch the media believe we're divided. So I believe that that's about to change. And I do believe that for, I do believe hell's going to be unleashed on the world, but I do believe that enough people are going to wake up that they are going to step up. They're going to step into their God-given purposes and be who they were created to be. And we're going to get through it. I, I really believe that. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I think you're right. I am an optimist. No, Even I though I see nothing but crazy coming, I am an optimist because I believe in the promises of God. I believe in the promises of God more than I believe what I see with my own eyes nine out of ten times. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Because that's I, the one thing that doesn't change. I completely agree with you. I, I see it myself out here. I think that people are uh, they're waking up. And you can't put people back to sleep once they wake up. The horses, when they start getting out of the barn, it's not like they turn around and go back in. And, and <laughs> people will, once they get asked a question and say, wait a minute, because I, what I see all the time, everybody across the country, when, when I say, you know, it seems to me like what's up is down and what's down is up and what's right and left is and everybody goes, I agree. And they shrug their shoulders and they're, it's like, oh, so what do we do about it? You know, and, and you give some people uh, 
power. You're starting to see a local level school boards, things like that, where people are going, hey, I don't want my kids reading this pornography. This is third grade. And the, and the school guys sit there and, you know, like, huh? they maybe didn't even know it was in there. But mm -hmm. people are waking up. And once they wake up, you're not going back to sleep, especially when you're passionate about it. It's your kids. It's your life. It's your church. I mean, you know, look at all the churches that got shut down, took PPE money, put masks on camps saying, oh, well, we'll just close. You know, no, we need to, you know, kick some ass. We need to say uh, no, no, no. Right. No, we're not. We're not closing. Fine. It, yeah. Is it sick illness? Yeah. Is it serious? Sure. You know, but but to stop going to church. And if we do that, what's next? Hey, stop going to the store. Stop going to a ball game, which they did. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it changes everything. And I'm not sure why. I don't know what the point of that is. I don't have that overall picture, but it's not good. You know, no. so well, it, I mean, it's it fascinating is, to me. It's a very so I mean, I, I lose a lot of people when I bring this up. Yeah, because so many people focus on what they're seeing play out. And it's kind of like how they say the spiritual realm is more real than the what we see yeah and i believe that having been demon possessed but also had my experiences with the holy spirit yeah. um i I've, I've seen some wild stuff but the other thing too is that you know i believe that you know this agenda that has been around i mean it's been since the beginning of time but where we are heading is there's a transhumanist transhumanist agenda the it talks about it in Daniel's prophecy a couple times actually, but when he talks about iron and clay mixing, it's man merging with machine. And if you think about it, what is the devil's like? What does the devil want? Well, he wants us to completely lose our identity. In other words, he doesn't want us to be like we're made in the image of God. So how do you defile that image? You become a machine. And that's what so much of what's happening today is about. And I know it sounds crazy, but when you understand what mRNA technology is that's been out since the 70s, it's been used in mind control for years. Well, why is that in the vaccine? And you, any, you can try, any doctor out there can try to explain this away, but here's where I know they don't teach you in college. When you go to your med schools, and you go on all that stuff, they're not teaching you about this. They're teaching you what they want you to know. You can go on your own and do research, but I'm telling you, mRNA, mRNA technology has been used for years for mind control. It's hackable. When you combine it with graphene oxide, basically what you have is you are, you're turning people into machines, into controllable zombies. It, it can morph and turn itself basically into a computer processor. With, I, I, I'll, I, I talk about this too. I remember leaving, watching the Terminator when I was like seven years old. Great movie. And I felt, I was like, that's real. That's coming. That's happening. And sure enough, and then in 10, 15 years ago, read about Google's robot army. And I'm like, what the heck? And like little by little, all of these pieces started to come where like they just started to come into these dots connected. And then I read Agenda 21 and then Agenda 22. Then I read The Great Reset. Then I read about the fourth industrial revolution. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
this is these are the this is the United Nations. This is the World Economic Forum. This is the people that make the decisions for the rest of the world saying this is what they want to happen. Here we are today. We're seeing all of this and people think it's about a vaccine. They think it's about COVID. It has nothing to do with any of that. This is a convenient excuse to bring in the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, one world government, one world currency. And just if you think I'm crazy out there, go look on the Vatican's website. Go, You can Google this too. Two years ago, the, all of the business leaders from around the world, this is two years ago, right before COVID outbreak, two years ago, they all got together and they signed a declaration of allegiance to the Pope in his new, first of all, not just one world, uh, they, it was not just a universal currency, like in other words, universal income. Yeah. It was one world government and one world religion. And what came out in the paper today? It's called Christ Chrislam. Chrislam is the name of the new world, the one world religion. Wow. And at the Pope's ushering, this is like you can find it on Google News. At the Pope's, it's it's the merging of Islam, of Judaism, Christianity, and uh Mormonism. Oh, that's all matched into they have a new <laughs> church that looks like a mosque. It's wow. opening in 2022. It's a mosque church hybrid. And it's the headquarters of the Pope, mind you, the one world religion. That's where all of this is leading. You cannot have one world currency without mass surveillance. Everything has to be connected. The importance of 5G, everything, Internet of Everything, right. is to lead to the Internet of Bodies, which is we become pieces of the Internet. How do you do that? You got to be part machine. So if you have a global, like, everything's connected you have this global chain that everything can be tracked and traced and if you look at what biden's wanting to do with mm -hmm. all, any deposit that's over 600 dollars, he wants to be able to monitor you bet you look at that and then you go 5g everything's connected you think about what the patriot act did and how it allowed for mass surveillance yeah. oh but our government wouldn't spy on us sure they allow for this so now you have one world government one world religion one world, one everything, global. And how is it monitored? AI, the eye in the sky. And AI will be your antichrist, your pope. <laughs> you know, anyway, so that's a rant. But that's what all of this is about. You know and what? If, as Christians, yeah. What? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say a couple of years ago, if you listen to this, you would think this is just a bad fiction book. It's terrible. But when you start in the, pro the okay, I, I think, you know, the, the problem is what we think is news and what we got. I mean, you just said it. You can look at Google, but they, they control everything. everything. I mean, if you looked into that Hunter laptop thing when, when it came out and they completely buried it buried it right before the election. And they they did polls with people that said, oh, well, if I had known that, it would have changed my vote to the tune of like 12% of the people in the country. It's like, whoa, that's one little thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know you know what, Joshua? If the, if the fact that the sitting president of the United States is that anybody can be banned from Twitter. <laughs> I mean, Twitter is a cesspool half the time. The things that are yeah. on there, you just go, yeah. oh my gosh. 
It, it's unbelievably, I can't look at it. And you ban the, pre, not, not some politician even, which would be bad enough, but if that doesn't like knock you in the head and shock you that the president of the United States, whether whatever party, imagine just saying right now, well, Joe Biden, yeah, we don't like what he said. So he's banned for life, banned for life. And that message, that message is we're more powerful than the president. We shut him down. We closed him off before an election because we wanted to. And they speak out of this side of their mouth about free speech and you can say whatever you want. And <laughs> there's terrorists on there talking about killing Americans, but oh, that's fine. That right there doesn't put you into Orwellian territory. You, you need to turn off the TV and throw it out the front window. You know, I mean, it just boggles it, you me. Just, you, you just described a technocracy. That's what this is. AI, I mean, who do you think controls the AI? The, the, it's the Skynet, in other words, is real. There's a reason why they have all those secret meetings. They are yeah. re the ones in charge. Uh, whoever controls the blockchain will control the world. Wow. And, you know, and we're, I'm telling you, the next few weeks are going to get really, really interesting. But here's the best part. And I, yeah. and I could go into some, some serious detail about all this stuff, what I won't right now but that here's the best news believers all the things that you've worry about with your jobs your career um your church your all of your friends everything that you know is about to be flipped on its head the reality that you thought you lived in you're about to be awoken to is not reality right it, and, and that is a fact we are going to see hell on earth play out. Yep. Yep. But not only does God win, but I specifically remember, and I don't know the exact verse, but it's the something that I, every time I say it, I feel the Holy Spirit just drop in mm -hmm. and on me. And every time I think about it, I can feel it too. Is when we get to see hell break loose on earth, when we are the ones that are cleaning dead bodies off the side of the street mm -hmm. and all of the crazy that's coming, we are going to get to experience God's spirit. Unlike we like we think about uh, what happened in the book of Acts and and how everyone was, yeah. you know, became uh, with, with their prayer language and everyone's like in accord with each other. And all of these people that from different countries and they're all speaking the same language in tongues like that is something I'm sure I wasn't there. But when I think of that it makes me think of what we will get to experience as God's children as all yeah. this is playing out because God's spirit is going to drop in on us. And some of us are going to awaken to just how special we are in God's eyes and how unique and special he made us and how appropriate it will be to say, I was created for such a time as this because you were. Your job's not going to matter soon. Money's not going to matter soon, at least the way that you understand money, because banking's about to yep. change forever. They're not even hiding this stuff anymore. That said, you don't need to fear. God says don't fear over and over and over and over and over again for a reason. He has got us. So stand strong. Resist. If you don't feel in your spirit the vaccine's right for you, dadgummit, don't take it. You shouldn't take it anyway. But... <laughs> like, I don't want to tell people what to do. That yeah. said, 
God's got you. Don't trust the things of this world. Trust God, the person that created you. He knows best for you. I promise. That's why surrender is so powerful. Hey, Joshua, you just made me think of something. And I know we've all experienced this. Uh, you can look at any level of it, but imagine the non-Christians that, like you said, the world turns upside down. Nothing that they thought was real. The FBI, the CIA, our government, whatever's going on, the, the newspapers, the media, the TV, the radio, everything is upside down. Imagine the encouragement you're going to feel when people that were not believers, maybe ones you prayed for, like my brother, I, I have a brother that I just don't know, and I, I don't know really how to reach him. And, you know, it's like, huh, you know, imagine when he steps on board and he says, now I get it. Imagine the encouragement from a non-Christian flipping, how encouraging that's going to be to us, because we're out there you know, professing our faith, talking to people, you know, hoping people get it, hoping people learn and have people that that fall off of that non-believer wagon and uh, and and join your army. That is going to be unbelievable. I mean, that that's when I feel like you're you're unstoppable. You know, you have it just it just occurred to me when you were saying that it's kind of like, you know, you're cleaning the house and there's always one that doesn't want to do it. And then one day they're really <laughs> and they're early and they're clean and you're like, OK, well, now I'm going to work. You know, you get picked up by the person that was lagging more than the person that's encouraging. And that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun to watch. Amen. I agree with that 100 percent, man. Yeah. Um, I listen, Alan, I am uh, I'm inspired by what you're doing. I I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see what comes next. I have a feeling that this experience for you is going to open some unexpected doors for you. I, I have a feeling that this is going to just morph into multiple other things for you. Um, so I'm I'm rooting for you, cheering you on, praying for you. And uh, I just I. Like I said, man, I have mad respect for anyone that takes a leap of faith and does something that seems just a little bit crazy, but doing it because they feel led to. Um, so I admire that a great deal. And I'm grateful for your time and uh, grateful that you came on Gratitude Unfiltered. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I know it took some doing to do, and I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy. If you, no, I'm, I'm glad I, I need, um, once you tell the audience, uh, your website, how people can find you. Yep. And then of course, at the end of this, we publish all this and all of your information, uh, will be distributed out. So people know how to find you and help support you, yep. but for the audience and the live audience, let people know. Sure. I appreciate that. It's my search and it's a four, the number four, numerical four. A lot of people forget that and they put F-O-R in. <laughs> I don't know where that goes. But mine is my search for number four, America.com. Uh, we're about a week behind on Facebook. Uh, I don't even know how to do that. I guess uh, you can look for my search for America. You can friend request me. It's Alan Shelley, A-L-A-N-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. And friend request me. You can you can you can see things up to date, more up to date on Facebook. Uh, uh, Channel Eleven there in uh, in your city in Minneapolis, I think. Uh, Channel Eleven uh, K A R E, great anchor Chris. Oh my gosh, the guy is so cool. And he we talked on the phone, and 
he he did a Zoom call with me, put it on the 10 o'clock news, and my little dinky website got like 1,400 hits in an hour. <laughs> it was great. And, and so the good thing about that is, as far as giving goes, I mean, anybody could contact me. I just can't bet you I'm walking down the road, you know, and stuff. <laughs> I don't know, but if but if there's a cause out there, a pastor, or I talk to a police chief, the mayors, I talk to different people in towns in the know, and the you know the Golden Girls in the restaurant, I'll see five or six women I know that know everything in the town, and I'll talk to them. And the interesting thing is, and I know we're running late, but the interesting thing is, everybody thinks somebody else has it worse. So when yeah, I ask right. them to identify a need, they're Americans, and they're like, uh, they're yeah, but then they. They don't. They're afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. And so I think if there's legit out there, I don't care where it is. I mean, I'm going towards St. Louis, but I don't care if somebody in northern Minnesota calls me. If there's a need there, I'll put it on the website. And uh, and then the money, like I said, the money they're handing me, I'll find some local stuff to give that away to. It'll come up. God will figure that out for me. I'm not worried about it at all. But and who says you just have to give to one person? No, you, know? you don't. Absolutely so, right. No. It's it's it, there's no rules to uh, to this. So beautiful thing, beautiful. Keep thing. it up, man. Alan, God bless you, brother, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Love you, Joshua. Thanks, man. I right, love you too, brother. Thanks, man. Right. Alan Shirley, everyone. That is super cool. What a good guy. Could have talked to him for hours. All right, here's the deal. We're gonna take a quick break uh, and uh, come back for some music.